Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. We are going to be talking about schema theory today. Holy cannoli, Levine. What's that? I'm glad you asked. Think of our brain as a huge file cabinet. It holds everything up there. In that file cabinet, we have files for all things we've seen, perceived, learned about, can recall. All kinds of files are in there. These are sometimes referred to as being schema. The largest way that we add to our schema filing system is through life experiences. Because a lot of these files are not just facts but are about perceptions that we have towards things, how we view them, how we feel about them. So like, let's say you're a toddler and someone gives you chocolate ice cream for the very first time and you love it. It is love at first taste. Try to imagine inside your file cabinet in huge letters, maybe written in crayon, I love chocolate, ice, cream, exclamation point. Thereafter, every time you see or hear the words chocolate or ice cream, your schema hits that file, it lights up, and you get happy because a good memory is tied into those words. So schema is not just being able to identify what ice cream is or the words chocolate or ice cream, or the taste or the flavor of chocolate ice cream, which it all does, but it also identifies your thoughts about it, your perception of it. Now, where this gets really interesting is when this takes on way more major things in our lives than ice cream. For example, this isn't a huge thing, but it's something a little bit different. Uh, Let's say at a young age, someone has been bitten by a dog. Well, that report goes into their schema file And now the thought of a dog may immediately come along with the thought of a dog bite. Think about this in pop culture. There's all kinds of examples of this. Uh, Here's a a popular one Um, in the Indiana Jones character. This guy can't do snakes. He does not like snakes. Huge boulders chasing him. Uh, Nazi killing apparitions. No problem. But somewhere in this fictional character's schema, snakes are bad and scary. And films can actually make their mark on our impressionable file cabinets, too. Think of it like this. Imagine that you didn't really have an opinion one way or the other about the concept of marriage. Take it or leave it. But then you went to go see the film Night of the Hunter, which was released in 1955. Now, in this movie, what looks like a great guy when dating, played by Robert Mitchum, has a hidden pattern in which he marries women and then murders them and then moves on to the next woman. Well, what if you saw that 
And the biggest file in your cabinet now has that thought attached to it. How might that potentially stain our view of the otherwise happily ever after Hollywood ending of marriage? The California State University website tells us this. It says, a simple example, again, is to think of your schema for a dog. Now, within that schema, you most likely have knowledge about dogs in general. You know, they bark, they have four legs, they have teeth, they have hair, they have tails. And probably you kind of have a little file going on about information about specific dogs, 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 such as collies. You might autom automatically think Lassie or long hair, a little bit bigger, or maybe Springer Spaniels. Oh, those are those little English dogs that are black and white. You may also think of dogs within the greater context of animals in general and other living things. That is, dogs breathe, they need food, and they reproduce. Your knowledge of dogs might also include the fact that they're mammals and thus are warm-blooded and bear their young as opposed to hatching them or laying eggs. And depending upon your personal experience, the knowledge of a dog as a pet let's say it's a domesticated and loyal companion to you, as opposed to an animal to fear because you've been bitten or attacked by one, are all going to be part of your schema. And so it goes with the development of a schema in general. But here's the main point. Each new experience incorporates more information into that file. So you're not limited to your first impression of chocolate ice cream. Uh, maybe you've had an experience where later you were given chocolate ice cream that was a little spoiled and it made you sick. Well, that schema is now right there in your file next to the one written in crayon from before, which may mean that instead of immediately jumping up and down in your brain when thinking about chocolate ice cream, you may hesitate just a little because that's part of your schema. But isn't it great that when positive, we can actually pack out these files? We can maximize what kinds of files we have in our file cabinets with new, better, stronger, more positive schema. Maybe your first impression, for example, of the color black is the dark. And maybe you were little and the dark scared you. So now your file immediately connotates the color black is scary. But later, let's say you're a teenager and you're wearing a black shirt and someone that you kind of are a little interested in tells you, you look good in that shirt. And that hits your self-esteem in a happy way. You know, black isn't that bad. I look good in black. Black is a cool color to wear. Then maybe you ride in someone's very sleek black car. And then someone adds black olives on your pizza and you like it. And where has this been all my life? And so on and so on. And now black is great. So you can counterbalance the schema in your black folder and overpower the initial fear of the dark phobia. So yes, we can change our perceptions, which is awesome. It's like, <laughs> it's like in the water boy. Remember when the Kathy Bates character says, Foosball's not for the devil, it's for my Bobby. Sometimes we have strong opinions 
but they can change. The other side of this is that we can go in the other direction. Now, Psychology Today said this about that. It says, although every attitude a person has can influence them from their attitudes toward shampoo to their attitudes toward the military, researchers are particularly interested in what they call strong attitudes. Because attitudes can be flippant. There's weak attitudes that don't really mean much to us. But strong versus weak attitudes are those that persist over time. We don't let them go. Uh, they resist persuasion. We're sticking to what we know. They may guide our behavior. And, and strong versus weak attitudes are the durable, persistent and resistant and impactful and influential attitudes that people generally hold onto for dear life. Thus, researchers are most interested in understanding how people come to have these strong attitudes and importantly, what can be done to change them. It closes by saying this, says with recent psychological and scientific advancements, researchers have developed a systematic understanding of strong attitudes. Finally, with this, the Chicago School website says this, it says psychology and understanding human behavior also play a role in how we develop our closest relationships. According to researchers, positive relationships have an important impact on your mental health and physical health in the same way that healthy eating and not smoking can. So think of it like that. We stop smoking immediately, our bodies start saying thank you by getting better, healing. We start replacing negative influences with positive influences, we become a better person. So the good news, what does all of this tell us? In our files, we do have some degree of control. We can hold on to great memories and add to them. And the better news, we can overwhelm bad memories with new and better experiences. Now, the bad ones, they're still in the file cabinet, but if you have to shuffle through many, many positive papers to revisit the bad ones, it tells you something. And that something is that there is more than one way to perceive or to be affected by something in your life. So there you go. We once again have arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist that I hope complements our theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast schema theory playlist. <coughs> Excuse me. I got this far without coughing. I'm proud of myself here. In fact, I'm going to drink a lemon water. Hold on. All right. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Schema Theory. This is a good one. I really like this one. It's kind of all over the map, but it flows. Track number one is Ray Charles with the song, I Believe to My Soul. Number two is the song, No One by Alicia Keys. Number three is by the band called the Trash Can Sinatras with the song, Obscurity Knocks. <coughs> Excuse me. Number four is Spandau Ballet with their track, True. More lemon water. Hang on. 
Thank you. Number five, you too, stuck in a moment you can't get out of. Number six, some garage music. I see the light by the five Americans. Number seven is I Don't Know by the Beastie Boys. Number eight is Johnny Nash with I Can See Clearly Now. Number nine is Hiding Place by Government Mule. And number 10 is Change by Fishbone off their Truth and Soul record. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Schema Therapy. S-C-H-E-M-A. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in Alexandria, Virginia. Welcome. We're so happy that you're here listening. Welcome to Refresher. Everyone, like I always say, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. You can also check out our website for all things Refresher at refresherpodcast.com. Yolasite.com. All kinds of refresher gear, shirts, uh, good, cool things, coffee mugs, mouse pads, flasks, <laughs> as well as links to friends of our show, such as, <coughs> excuse me, this is horrible. I'm so sorry. Leafy, L E A F V E, Pet Plant to Go out of California, our friends there. We also have Design Craft, our friends via New York, as well as the Managing Expectations podcast with Jeff and Brian, where you can hear anything that you like on any podcast platform that is your favorite. You can choose it and they're there. It's a it's entertainment with a brain. I, I like their podcast a lot. As always. The music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Don't clown, just get down. Everyone, remember, do yourself a favor, and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. Unless I'm dead, we will see you next time. <coughs>